0: If you have a copy with me of the scriptures, I would, well, excuse me, if you have a copy of the scriptures, I'd invite you to join me in looking at Psalm 134. So if you have a copy of the Bible, you can look at Psalm 134. We're going to look at this psalm together. This month, uh, we've been thinking about four benefits of the coming of Christ. So we've thought together about the first benefit being restoration, the second benefit being hope, Last week, we thought about victory together, and this morning, we're thinking about the fourth benefit of Christ's coming, and that is this, thankfulness. Isn't this a good day to be thankful? Merry Christmas. It is a good time for us to be thankful, and I want to show you from the Word of God that because of Jesus, we can be thankful for all things. So listen to this, I'm gonna read to you Psalm 134. Listen to this, this is the word of God. It will never return empty back to him. It will not fade away, it is eternal. And let's ask God that he'll write the eternal truth on our hearts. Listen to this. Come, bless the Lord all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful and true. We thank you, Jesus, that you came, that you came and lived in this world in real space and time in history, that you took on flesh, that you literally dwelt among us, that many beheld you and understood and could perceive and see and learn that you are full of grace and full of truth. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would convince us in deeper ways of the reality of Christ, who he is, what he has done, what he's coming to do, that we might be a people who are thankful, that we might be a thankful people who live thankful lives. We ask that you would work the good news into us. For we do pray in your name, Jesus. We pray in your name, amen. Let's get our bearings as we think about Psalm 134 today. Let's get our bearings very quickly. Remember that one man has said that the Psalms are an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. That means that the Psalms give expression to every high and every low of life. There's nothing that we can experience in this world that the Psalms don't give us words to express that. So that whatever you're reading in the Psalms, you can read them this year and you can understand more about life. You can understand more about hardships and challenges and you can understand more about joy. When we come to Psalm 134, Within this book of Psalms, I want you to know that there's a section of which Psalm 134 is a part called the Songs of Ascent. Psalm 120 through Psalm 134 is a section within the book of Psalms that are written to God's people as they traveled to Jerusalem. That means that Psalm 120 through Psalm 134 is a playlist, That means that we're coming to the end of the playlist. As God's people would travel to Jerusalem, they would be singing these Psalms, 120 through 134. They would be singing about, do you remember Psalm 121? I lift up my eyes to the hills. Remember that? From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. As they were traveling and looking in the distance and seeing the mountains as they were getting closer to Jerusalem, they would think about God and that he is their keeper and that their hope and their strength comes from him. Um, Let's see, what about Psalm 126? This has one of my favorite verses in it. Imagine that you were in exile for a while and imagine that God was bringing you back home. Psalm 126 begins by saying something to this effect When God restores the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Beloved, you do realize that one day when Jesus returns and he unites heaven and earth, that our God will be all in all and it will be better than we could have ever dreamed. And those in the Old Testament, as they journeyed to meet God, were like, Whoa. We could never have dreamed that this would be that glorious, being with God and his people. And that was just a glimpse of what's to come. Remember Psalm 133? It's all about the unity of God's people. As they were coming into Jerusalem, as they were gathering to worship God and and to be together, they were thinking about how they are unified, how they are together. When we come to Psalm 134, this is the end of the playlist. This is the last song in the playlist. And this psalm is all about being blessed and blessing. It's all about celebration. It's about being thankful. It's about blessing God and being blessed by God and therefore living as if we are truly, genuinely a thankful people. Now, think about this for a moment. In the Old Testament, there were three travel feasts for God's people. Three times a year, God's people were supposed to travel to Jerusalem to celebrate. Three times. Beloved, we get to do this every week. They were thinking about these psalms and worshiped where they lived, but there were three times a year where they got to gather with all of God's people and celebrate. And we get to do it every week. It's a glorious thing. So with that as a background and getting our bearings, I want to show you two, two gifts Two gifts that are, that are worth celebrating. Two gifts that are worth celebrating today. Two gifts that are worth celebrating next week. Two gifts that are worth celebrating that are actually gonna be better than anything that you will get today or anything that you can give today. Two gifts that you can be thankful for. The first one is this. If you look at verses one and two, we are invited to bless God. You notice that? Two times it says, Bless the Lord. We are invited to bless God. We are invited to speak well of God. As God's people gather together, one thing that we're supposed to do is bless God. Now, you might remember that we sang this morning, right? Maybe you enjoyed those songs. Do you know what we were doing when we were singing? We were blessing God. When we pray together, when you have those times when maybe you're confessing or maybe you're preparing to worship, you know what you're doing? You're blessing God. You're not just coming saying, Lord, I lost my temper this week and I need forgiveness here. You're you're saying, Lord, it's by your grace that I'm here to say I fell short here, I fell short there, I left this undone, I did this and I shouldn't have, but thank you because in you I have forgiveness. Now, we don't always explain everything in that way as we worship, but that's what we're doing every week. But today, we wanted to do something a little bit more intentional. And so, we're gonna give time so that we can bless God together, all right? So, we got some mics that we're gonna pass around. and I'm gonna invite you to speak well of God and bless God. And that means this here's a little help. I wrote down these questions so that you can think about them. And if you want to speak up, you're welcome to. If you don't, it's okay. But we want to give you an opportunity to more personally, but yet together, bless God. So here are some questions you can be thinking about What has God been teaching you about His goodness? As you think about your life, what has God been teaching you about his goodness? Or this, what do you love about God? What has God been doing in your life that you are thankful for? Those sound, you understand those questions? Hopefully they're not too long and not too complicated. What has God been teaching you about his goodness? What do you love about God? And what has God been doing in your life that you are thankful for? So I wanna open it up and give you all time, if you'd like to, to express any of this. Anybody wanna go first? Is that Blair back there? Uh, There it is, all right. Robbie, you going first? Yeah, I got a little something. Okay. Um,
1: I was reflecting on uh, the Psalms in my quiet time this week, and uh, this is what the Lord put in in my heart to share. Help us to know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Your steadfast love is great and your faithfulness stretches above the clouds. We praise your name for your goodness to us throughout this whole year in particular. Among the many blessings you bestowed through your people's faithfulness and generosity, you provided means by which we could renovate this worship center and bring Pastor Chad on staff. We are so thankful to have this beautiful space To contemplate and sing of your beauty and to hear your word faithfully preached week after week by Brother Dave and Brother Chad. It is tremendously encouraging to have Chad ministering to us, to have Dave ministering to us. We thank you, God, for providing for Chad and his entire family with a place to live comfortably um, as they lived in a somewhat nomadic lifestyle for four months. We praise you for providing them with a wonderful house to live in, and we pray that you will help them to make it their home. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness to us.
2: For yeah. Jesus died on the cross
0: for our sins. Okay, thankful for Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's good. Let's go home. How about that's good.
1: I'm thankful for uh, God helping me through my depression and getting me through a lot of things that uh, I couldn't get through. There's a lot of things that the church wasn't uh, there for. Mm. And uh, God helped me to deal with a lot of things that I couldn't normally do on my own. And He was amazing.
0: Thank you, Blair.
3: Sunday, you can see three rows at least of our young folk here. So it's a blessing. Gil and I have talked about that. It's been a huge blessing, Eric, for just the growth of our college kids. And they've run us out of our seats. Mm-hmm. And so our youth, our youth pastors and, you know, and Eric and you guys working together and everything. Um, yeah, so we were sitting back here. and We used to be by ourselves, and we had to find us another little seat. <laughs> so thank you guys for doing that.
0: Mr. Ben.
4: Um, Dave, I just want to express thanks this morning for the heritage of those who fear your name. In Psalm 61, it talks about that heritage. And when I think about that, I'm just overwhelmed with thanksgiving for people that God has put in my life that have brought me to him and brought me closer and closer to him from my grandfather and my uncles and aunts and my mom and dad to my pastors over the years, Uh, it's like a tapestry that he put together for me. That just overwhelms me with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And what makes me most joyful, is the power of the Holy Spirit, that it can bring people to Jesus that don't have that heritage. And he does it all the time. And that just gives me great joy. I'm thankful for his word, for his word provides guidance to me from day to day. Uh, it provides light. Lets me know when I'm getting into darkness. I'm, I'm just very thankful for the Holy Spirit uh, in us, in, un, in us, because of Jesus. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, re- referencing God's goodness. Um, uh thinking of of the words of david uh that that says and goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever what great reassurance that is of his of his goodness and his mercy that's good
3: so dave i think the one thing that i've been learning over the last probably a couple years here is that um combines the two questions that the gospel will not be defeated or stopped
0: Mm -hmm.
3: by man, government, or corporations. Mm -hmm. It's undefeated.
0: Mm -hmm. Got a couple over here.
3: As most of you know, Carl and I have been dealing with cancer. Um, He was diagnosed with both prostate and lung cancer. And you as the body of Christ have been so sweet. Thank you for all your prayers, for your texts and checking on us. And thank you, Dave and Chad and Eric for serving us. We joke that we've bought an extended warranty. Warranties wear out and fail. But we know that we have eternal life in Christ. And what a hope that is.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ella.
1: Praise God that... uh, He's given me gifts to serve others,
0: and I praise him for that. Thank you.
2: I'm um, thankful for I have a really good family. Mm.
0: That's good, Gracie. there will be an extra cookie for you today. <laughs>
1: I, did, I didn't tell her to say that. Yeah, right, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Sweet Gracie, you do have a good family. Gracie, we're just kidding. Anyone else?
4: Just thankful for the all the newborn babies that our congregation had, the healthy babies that were born this year, mm. and um, special joy that's brought me being a part of their lives.
0: Mm. Thank you for sharing,
3: I think I'll go next here. Um, my, my lifestyle has been pretty nomadic over the past couple of years as well, and um, I'm, I'm periodically struck by God's goodness in that He He goes wherever we go, and He's in whatever we're in and wherever we're in. Um, his hand's been on me, and the number of places I've uh, lodged and and the number of different people I've been with and be able, been able to grow with in the past few years, and so it's a uh, his, his goodness travels.
0: I'm mm. Thankful for that. Mm. Thank you, Ben. I think something um, the Lord has been teaching me um, since I've been in your midst um, for not too 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 long is um, that our God doesn't despise weakness and um the gospel has has been shown in my heart uh through the weakness of of you all um and i'm so thankful for the ways that in our imperfections um my trust in jesus has grown through you so thank you mm. anyone else another one
3: I'm just thankful that um, God is always at work and that he pursues uh, despite our tendency to rebel and run from him. And like Doug said, uh, the gospel never fails.
2: Hello. Uh, this is Richard, it's my first year here, you know. My English is not good enough. It's all right, Richard. But uh, I'm a struggle, yeah. You know, I came from China uh, at the beginning of the January, and uh, it's a huge challenge for me and my family with two kids to be here. Culture barrier, language barrier, and uh, some financial uh, pressure. But I uh, thank God to bring us here. As we all know that China was suffering from a uh, zero covert policy. A lot of people died, mm-hmm. but we are safe here and uh, right now they just uh, left all the policy, but uh, we they didn't have any medicine yeah it's uh, it's it can make a lot of trouble for the elders for the seniors. It's easy to die it. yeah so it's very busy in the funeral, funeral now in China. And uh, uh, sometimes I feel very lonely and uh, I feel hopeless. But uh, God always helped me through a lot of friends and the church. But uh, I just want to, to be honest, I'm uh, from China. It's different culture. I just want to this church to be more warmer, yeah. Mm. Mm. Let like me feel more like family, mm. yeah. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, Richard.
3: Good morning. I just say that this morning I am especially thankful that we have a sovereign God. Oh. As Deb and I worked uh, some on our Christmas letter this year, Galatians four. Uh, verse 4 came to mind but when the fullness of time came God sent forth his son and I'm just so thankful as I get so often wrapped up in time in my perspective of time and I forget that there's this whole other sphere of time that God has been at work from before the foundations of the world and he is persistent uh, and dedicated and at work in each of our lives as he works to grow and establish his church. Uh, And I'm so thankful that even though I get caught up and lose sight of that, God is patient, long suffering, merciful, and is persistent in the development and growth of his church. We look forward to the day where we will, in fact, uh, be seeing him face to face.
0: Anyone else? Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for thinking about, intentionally thinking about the goodness of God. It's good to do that. I hope that you'll continue to do that with your families and with your friends. I hope that you'll think, take time to reflect and think about how faithful God is and how good God is. Take time to bless God and to express what he is teaching you and what you are learning. As I think about these Psalms, and this one in particular, Before I get to the part that I really wanna get to, where I get to tell you about how God blesses you, before I get to that, I just wanna summarize what all of us have been saying and what comes out of this passage as we bless God. I want you to realize, again, that this is the playlist for the journey. That means that at every single part of the journey, God is increasing our capacity to praise him. I say that, Luella, as someone who is going through cancer as well. Every part of the journey, God is increasing my capacity to praise him and bless him. I also want you to realize that at the end of the journey, guess what we have? Blessing. Thankfulness. No matter how hard the journey is, no matter how difficult it is, at the end of the journey, there will be thankfulness. Now, let me talk about the part I really want to get to. Look at verse three God blesses you. God blesses you. There are two words in the Hebrew language that describe blessing. The first one describes position. It describes someone who is in tune with creation and redemption. It describes someone who is in sync with, create, with the created order and how God has made things and redemption. It means that a person who is in sync um, understands what is true and beautiful and good And someone that is in sync with creation and redemption means that they have compassion for and aversion to what is unholy, what is ugly, and what is not true. Psalm 1 is is declaring that kind of blessing. If you're not familiar with Psalm 1, read it. It's talking about someone who is in a position, of being blessed, a state of being blessed. The other word that God uses for blessing is what we have here in Psalm 134. It's the word that describes action. It's a word that is communicating to us looking at something, assessing it, and responding accordingly. That means when you bless God, what are you doing? You're pausing, You are thinking about God, you're looking at him through his word, you are learning about him, and then you are responding appropriately by what? Admitting who he is and rendering honor and worship to him that is due, right? When you bless God, it is active, it is an action item where you're thinking about him, where you're admitting who he is and worshiping. And beloved, when God blesses you, I'll tell you the way one man said it. When God blesses us, he gives us what we have not and makes us what we are not. God looks at us and he says, you need redemption, Dave. You don't have it and you need it and I'm going to give it to you. It means that he looks at us and sees what we don't have and what, we, what we're supposed to be that we're not, and he makes us into what we're supposed to be, and he gives us everything that we need. And if you wonder, well, what exactly do you mean by that? That may seem a little vague. We get a clue to what that exactly, precisely means. Look at verse three. The Lord bless you from what does it say? Zion. Zion was the place that pictured God being present with his people. What was that place called in the Old Testament that God's people gathered together? What was it called? The temple, right? What what happened at the temple? What's that? They had sacrifices. Was anybody else there? All of God's people were there, right? And who else was there? Let's not forget the most important person. God himself. So you had God there, you had God's people there, and you had the sacrifices. Did you notice the call to worship this morning? Beloved, you have come to Mount Zion when you gather for worship. You have gathered with the church triumphant, those whose spirits have been made perfect You have come to God's presence, the judge of the living and the dead. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Remember hearing that in the call to worship? Whose blood speaks a better word than that of Abel. Do you remember that? Remember that story of Cain and Abel? Abel's blood says from the ground, I am not guilty. Jesus' blood says from the cross, you are not guilty. Now that's a better word. Beloved, Jesus is who makes us what we are not. And Jesus is what we need that we don't by nature have. That means when Jesus came and who Jesus is, even before he came, is that he made creation, he shared creation with us, that we might see the beauty of it and trace everything back to God, the creator. So as much as you may like creation, don't don't forget to trace it back to the creator. Don't forget to worship the creator. And when Jesus came, he came to share himself with us. Before time, he told the Father, agreed with the Father and the Spirit that he would come and he would redeem a people. When the fullness of time had come, Jesus emptied himself and took on human form. He became a real human being. And what did he do? He interacted with us. He healed. He asked questions. He listened. He traveled. He taught. You can read all about that in the accounts we have in the Bible And then, what did he do at the end of his life? He took what we are. He became sin to give what we do not have, which is righteousness. And he did the ultimate, he laid down his life, he poured out his life for the undeserving. And he did that so that he can share the joys of redemption with us. Like righteousness, like things we don't have, like faith in him, like food from the king's table. And he makes us what we're supposed to be. Makes us a family, united because of what he has done. Together, we're loved by God. Jesus gives us what we don't have and makes us into what we're supposed to be so we can be thankful, so that the words of the end of Psalm 133 are true. Go back and read it. The Lord commands his blessing from Mount Zion, life forevermore. Christ is where we receive life and where we have life forevermore. And that is what brings us to the table.